what's up and what's happening tpe book fam we're back with our new uh book and our new book study uh for the month of april and this month we're covering unreasonable hospitality unreasonable hospitality and this first session we're going to be going over chapters one through four uh session two we'll be doing chapters five through ten uh session three chapters 11 through 15 and session four chapters 16 through 20 but before i jump into the study for today i just want to say uh, thank you guys for tuning in uh, thank you guys for joining us for another month this is our fourth book of the year of uh, uh, that we've studied in the book club here at the tpe book club and i'm excited about this one uh, this book speaks directly to my uh, occupation my nine to five uh, which is uh, restaurant leadership and i will say that uh, just in the beginning of this uh, reading this book that this is not only going to be a restaurant conversation uh, but this is just a conversation about business and organizational hospitality as a whole um, i've always felt like and this book confirms that hospitality is not exclusive to the restaurant business but if you're doing business with people and you expect those people to want to uh, be a part of your organization beyond just during their job doing their job and going the first mile and you want to get people to have more uh, attachment and more buy-in to what you're doing i firmly believe the level of hospitality that is exhibited towards them and the level of hospitality that they're expected to exhibit towards others whether that's co-workers or uh, clients or customers uh, will definitely play a role in how uh, sustainable uh, your business will become in the long run in terms of just uh, what your reputation becomes and things of that matter so i'm ex extremely excited to be able to share this with you guys uh, please be sure to like and subscribe to our channel um, this is content can be found on our youtube page also uh, this is streaming live on our uh, my personal facebook page alexandru seal and then also uh, on the pivot experience uh, business page on facebook as well uh, this is also on twitch um, and youtube if i failed to mention and linkedin and so i greatly appreciate the likes comments shares it definitely helps out the algorithm gets the message out to more and more people and it's something that we all can uh i believe uh this content is something that we all can um benefit from if we're leaders in the organization even if we're not leaders in the organization some of these concepts that i'm going to talk about today from the, uh, this first portion of the book uh you can definitely try to lead up with these things in terms of talking to your le other leaders and managers about you know different things that we can do uh to into to elevate the service that that you're offering in your organization and so i've got four thoughts that i want to just canvas from this first uh portion of the book and the first thought is you know what is the difference between service and hospitality and one of the answers that were described or the main answer that was described here in the book is service is black and white and hospitality is color service is black and white and hospitality is covered color Me kind of meaning that service is competency and inefficiency so basically the things that uh that are expected of you at on at a minimum basis for us you know whether that's a particular uh, speed of service time or if that's a particular um method in which we assemble orders or um make drinks or uh serve with condiments or without condiments like just the technical nuts and bolts the uh just the the textbook things that happen um within the organization that's called service and service is important um it's important to be efficient it is important to be competent and it's important to uh duplicate and create consistent uh experiences with our product and services and our people um and it's important 
that that we deliver those things each and every time to our customer base. However, the the differentiating factor and what we're going to do if we're going to continue to be, in my case, a, a, a industry leader for hospitality, we're going to have to kind of think about when we think about the color of hospitality it is it considers the human impact and making somebody feel good um you know there is a, a phrase that i'll probably uh, touch on a little bit more in detail later that you know people forget what you say people forget what you do but they don't forget how you make them feel and hospitality really deals with how you make people feel how do you make people feel if uh, those of you who work in a restaurant system how do you make people feel on both sides of the counter Right. How do you make your customers feel the people who are uh, spending their hard earned earned money with you? And then also, how do you make uh, the people who are partnering with you in creating the uh, the business and drawing more customers and drawing more clients? And so it's the house, your hospitality. Uh, really comes down to just how you how do you you orchestrate experiences that leave people feeling good after they've had contact with you. Again, I think that both of those things are very important. You know, um, I've always thought about uh, in this the context of this conversation when, when we're talking about Chick Fil A, we usually have this conversation in terms of first mile and second mile. And the context of the the idea of service here in this book would be considered first mile, and then the idea of Second mile would be hospitality as it relates to this book. And I always felt like you we hooked or we attracted people through our excellence in service. Right. Just how efficient we were uh, with expediting and moving the drive through lines, how consistent our product was. When you got a Chick-fil-A sandwich or nuggets, you knew for the most part that it was going to be the same uh, same sandwich that you purchased on Monday, that you purchased on Wednesday, that you uh, that you got at uh, 11 a.m., that you got at 9 p.m. In terms of just that that consistent quality that you come to expect. But I think the, the game changer for us is that when you couple those strong components of consistency with people who are uh, willing to create a human connection um, and people who are willing to create um, an experience that is worth talking about. That's remarkable. That's uh, that you want to just someone after you finish with it, they want to go run to Facebook and tell people how um, how you made them feel in a positive way. You know, um, we definitely know how uh, the negative effects of that could be, but how do we push people to uh, want to to feel great about what we do beyond just the expectations of delivering a great product or service? Okay, and so thought number two is that you know, and I kind of touched on this a little bit is how do you uh, how does your organization put your team and your customer experience first? Um, I think one of the things that you know that's bittersweet about where we are from an economic standpoint right now is that technology is advancing uh, ways that we become even more efficient uh, with how we try uh, we process uh, sales and how we attract sales and you know to some benefit it it reduces the amount of human contact that we have with our uh, customers and which is could be viewed as a good thing you know for us internally we say well you know it enables us to be more accurate because the cu- customer is placing their own order whenever they're using the, our, our apps or or anything like that. So that kind of reduces the amount of um, error uh, that exists within our business. But at the same time, though, we also lose the the, the opportunity to impact uh, the human experience by providing a smile and providing eye contact and providing um, being enthusiastic about you know the experience of taking a person's order. And so it is bittersweet. So with the, the advances in technology giving us the ability to do more business is up to us organizationally to figure out how can how do we continue to um 
make hospitality um, it's make itself known in the presence of these types of transactions. And so I think the challenge for the new economy is to continue to push uh, those moments of human interaction, even though they're they're becoming uh they're reducing in the, in the amount of time that we have them. How do we continue to be uh, hospitable when we're doing curbside curbside activities? Uh, how do we become more hospitable? You know, when uh, a customer is coming to just just do a pickup and we're no longer having to take the order, how do we we, we still push that human connection, that human uh, interaction? And so I think that's something definitely uh, that the, this book is kind of pushing uh, the envelope in terms of thought of how do you keep the human interaction uh, forward facing. I mean, I, I, I'm definitely aware of a there's a labor shortage or a war on talent as it relates to uh, drawing high quality individuals into organizations that are service related, you know, whether that be restaurant, re, uh, retail or, or whatever. And so but the challenge and so so the technology, the technology, uh, technological advances definitely make sense and they definitely aid in that um, in that journey in, in attracting the quality people because, you know, there's a less of a demand for quality people whenever you have technology to supplement it, but there would never be, uh, the app would never be able to say my pleasure better than a person who's saying it genuinely. So always keep that in mind as it relates to when you're starting to think about substituting technology for people, it might make you more efficient. It definitely will fill a, a hole or a gap, but at the same time, it cannot replace the, the genuineness that um, a, a person who is dialed into the vision and dialed into the purpose of an organization can deliver uh, when positioned to do so. Um, so, and again, you have to think about the, this as it relates to how people uh, work for you feel, you know, how are you making the people that, that are tasked to do these things in the opportunities that they do, how do they feel about doing it? How do they feel about the job? Uh, how do they feel about uh, executing uh, for you? And so I think None of the, the core tenets of a business and as it relates to their service model can truly live unless the people who are tasked to do it are are one sold on the idea of hospitality and and why is it, it is important. And then two, they're in an environment or a culture that promotes them being their best, them feeling their best to be able to deliver their best. Um, it, it, you, it's, you'll be hard pressed to find a genuine um, employee or a genuine uh, t uh, uh, team member in a that's working in a toxic environment or a toxic culture, delivering their best service. Um, you know, there, there might be some out there, but it's definitely uh, uphill climb when you're, you position uh, team members to have to think about uh, a toxic management team or toxic uh, team members that are allowed to be toxic or or messy or gossipy that's deteriorate, deteriorating uh, the fabric of the culture. You'll be hard pressed to find people who are operating at their best and delivering their best when they're in those environments. So it's, us, it's up to us as leaders to be able to uh, eliminate or at least steer uh, the, the things that happen within our organizations to be able to try to avoid some of those pitfalls uh, that 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 type of environment can bring in terms of making people feel like they're their best and them delivering on that. Uh, thought number three, enthusiasm is contagious. Um, one of the things that we talk about in our business and it's kind of a buzzword and 
this buzz phrase has kind of uh, refreshed itself because uh, the gentleman, Denver Warwick, has uh, recently spoke to uh, our teams again, and he's kind of brought this idea back up. And it's the idea of calm is contagious. You know, we talk about us as leaders. Uh, if we have our heads on straight, then that gives everyone else the uh, security uh, and the confidence to be able to move forward. But this uh, book kind of challenges that paradigm a little bit. And one of the quotes from the book is, is that all it takes for something extraordinary to happen is to have one person with enthusiasm and so i think you can be enthusiastic without being erratic um, without being um clear in thought but i think being enthusiastic about what you do every day um is is something of importance to help show other people uh what we're what we do in our organization in our restaurants in our businesses it matters um and you have to just show that you are excited about um doing what matters to you each and every day uh, you have to be excited and enthusiastic about uh showing care to to your customers for us at chick-fil-a one of our um one of our things is we want to be one of the world's most caring companies and if we're going to do that i think that we have to come in every day enthusiastic about care um how do we show that to people that uh work beside us each and every day that we are enthusiastic about um, expressing care to the our customers not only our customers but to the people that we're working with how do i um given the position that I am in, you know, operating partner for uh, the Chick-fil-A's here, how do I come in with a sense of enthusiasm? How do I pilot um, that, that thought and pilot and steer uh, that mindset in the context that would want to give other people the, the same license to be able to be enthusiastic about expressing care to each other. And once we continue to express care to each other, we're also going to express care to uh, the, the, the customers that we serve. And so, be sure to have uh if it's not you somebody that's on your team that has a high level of authority that has a heightened level of enthusiasm around uh, the level of care or just what's the, the what how do you view hospitality and how important that is to you so having someone that that just has that enthusiasm i think is just really important and my last and final thought um and this kind of just speaks to just doing it consistently is um, constant gentle pressure kind of brings about results uh, constant. You know, how do you, uh, promote a culture of everyone on the team uh, pushing for constant gentle pressure. And, and, and I guess if I was to uh, reword this or rethink about this, this is you kind of uh, goes back to another book that we studied, Atomic Habits. It's like, how do we continue to push getting incrementally better every day? Um, you know, uh, whether you could just rephrase it again is, you know, just how do we adopt a Kaizen mindset, a mindset of continuous improvement, um, always walking in, not resting on the things that we did yesterday and wanting to push forward and do better, uh, today. And so how are you as a leader in the organization, as a business owner, how are you approaching, uh, applying that constant general gentle pressure every single day? And I think it's important to, to recognize the terminology and the words that are being used is constant gentle pressure, not constant, uh, berating pressure, not constant, unrealistic pressure, not constant, um, you know, bullying pressure is gentle pressure. Like how do you convince people, uh, that they should get a little bit better every day? How do you connect people, um, to uh, their purpose and your vision and in the pursuit of getting better each and every day. So I definitely think that's something to consider and think about as you are going into uh, work today. Uh, if you're not already there, as you are 
thinking about how to, co- to improve your teams and how to uh, continue to add value to the things that you do, I would definitely think about, well, how do we consistently add pressure? There's a phrase that uh, I tend to use that I heard a long time ago, maybe over 10 years ago, uh, that being um inconsistently good is the same as being consistently bad. And so is that how do you not haphazardly apply pressure? How do you create a culture that wants to continuously drive and push for the results that you want to see occur in your business? How do you continuously um, benchmark and raise the bar and make adjustments to the goals and to the things that you want to get accomplished? I think this is something that every organization and every business can benefit from when you think about just the, the paradigm shift in the mindset and how do we get things done how do we get work done how do we you know just make things better and so man i am excited about uh this current section of the book definitely hoping that you guys were able to get something from this uh from this commentary um i'm excited to continue on with the rest of the information that's going to be shared in this book and i'm excited to have you guys in the tpe book club uh for this time um again i know you guys i don't know if y'all are looking for it yet Yesterday at um, or, or rather Monday at 645, we've changed. Now it's broadcasting on Tuesdays at 730 uh, to try to just give us a, a more people an opportunity to participate and uh, view this content. But um, I'm very appreciative of each one of you guys who have been on the, this uh, video of up until this point. And until next time, TPE Book Fam, peace.